Hello, party people of the world. What's up, everybody? It's been a grip. You're here with... Uh, How's it going? Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? You're here with Danny VNCR and Red Llama, a.k.a. Evan Halfman. Evan, how's it going, buddy? Oh, doing pretty good. I'm, you know, running on fumes, that kind of thing. But, you know, that's just the name of the game, the podcast industry. Yeah, Evan's Evan's real sleepy today. Most people have uh, their wisdom teeth taken out. He ha- he actually had an elective surgery to have extra wisdom, wisdom teeth put in today. <laughs> so he's pretty tired, uh, pretty sore. So we're gonna we're gonna try and not hold him too much. Uh, we're gonna not go ahead. A wise move. What? Get it? No. Um, so we're today. Today is January twenty third. Today is the day. January twenty third of two thousand nineteen. First podcast of the year. Evan, uh, what's what's our genre today? What do you think? Our genre today. Our genre is math rock. Math rock, math and math looking rock. We're gonna waste no time getting into our uh, our first artist, Covet. So I just gotta album. say, if you say math rock in like the right way, it sounds like a like a fantasy, like a Lord of the Rings kind of like math rock, <laughs> the ancient city of math rock. I did say that Evan was high on nitrous. <laughs> I think uh, Covet's album Efflores. I hope I'm saying it right. The song uh, Shibuya. Let's go. Uh, just to go on record, um, we might have a little bit of of uh, latency because um, the internet is slow as fuck today. But uh, we're still doing it. We're still here for the people. Yeah. Yes. Math Rock and the other of the nine realms. By the nines. God damn it. You got that high fantasy idea stuck in my head now. Uh, which I must say, you know, the math rock thing is like, I I like math rock. I do like math rock a lot. And it kind of is a bummer that I have to do, you do an enjoyable. Rock? What do you mean? An enjoy what? You do math rock? I like math said? rock. Oh, I thought you said you do it. I, I do like math rock a lot. But it's okay. a bummer that I have to do it, do this episode. I see. On, um, so, so sleepy. Um, Such a sleepy boy. And when I say running on fumes, I mean little sleep. I don't mean I huffed fumes and, like, I'm higher. So, you know, I don't know what, where I was going with that. Anyways, um, what's this, uh, well, God, now, see, I'm asking you what the band's called, is it? Covet, Covet. That's right. With uh, from California, Yvette Young, from Yvette Young. Yes. Yvette Young. Um, obviously yes. She's very popular. Yes. Very well known within I, her realm. I am. I am remiss to say that I discovered. Well, actually, that's not true. I did not discover Covet uh, by knowing Yvette Young. But uh, I have been a fan of of Yvette's for a while, uh, following her on YouTube and and such um and then found out she has a band while surfing through Bandcamp correctly as uh, we are known to do and uh felt compelled to include it because of my fandom i will say so uh yes big fan of yvette's what's up yvette if you're listening to this 
feel like she just does listen to random podcasts like in the middle of the night. Maybe. I hope so. Um, anyhow. Maybe, she, maybe, maybe she'd want to come by sometime and listen to, uh, I don't know, fucking doom metal or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> Hit me yeah. up. Let me know. We'll, do, we'll make an exception. We usually don't have guests on, but hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. her band is... Her band is nice. I I remember... Um, originally listening to this and working out what bands we wanted for the list and stuff. And so you're saying you're working out to this. Like you're in the gym listening to this. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Fair enough. And, and um, I remember saying that, well, I remember saying this regarding a couple of bands we were listening to, but I think this band, like, makes me think of what I would like, or what, I guess, what, yeah, what I'd prefer um, Scale the Summit to kind of sound like. Interesting. Which is, yeah, which I, I know that, that, yeah, no. which, I mean, you took is like something that I shouldn't say and I mean yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense I mean it's apples and oranges they're definitely different different well, styles completely but yeah but it just I, I like that like a noodly I feel like this has like that, that noodly like technical style but I, I feel like it's just like really musical in the way that I I like and I don't know I I it's hard to say that without sounding like I'm just straight bad mouthing Skeleton Summit I and mean, there's nothing I don't have a problem with the band. I like the band. They have great records and stuff. But um, uh, I, I, maybe it's maybe it's um, like the metal aspect that puts me off a little bit. Whereas this is just like rock. I mean, and like the guitar. Listen to the guitar tones. I mean, they're like clean. I love that. It's like I feel like scale the summit is a much like. This this is a term that is tough to say without people taking the wrong way, but I feel like Scale the Summit is a much tighter sound, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that at all to say that it is better, it is more professionally composed or anything else, but I just feel it's more like to the point, and Which might, I actually I, like this more because it feels more loose. free. Yeah, I mean, I, I come, I mean, yeah, personally speaking for myself. I come from that loose school. Yeah, you do. Which is cool. It's funny because because I don't. Um, I'm I'm very like uh, I was originally trained musically classically on on woodwind instruments. I played saxophone for a while. For anyone who cares, I've I've played many instruments, but saxophone was well not technically my first my first instrument. Believe it or not, was a flute, but. Uh, but it did not take me long to go to saxophone. Anyways, yeah, I was trained uh, in in symphonic formats, and then jazz, and then so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so while jazz is certainly not tight by any means, um, my start into the music world was was very tight, mm-hmm. and just kind of has been. That's okay. I like loose a lot. I think it's a more um, whimsical and fun to me than than tight music really Which, can ever be. Like I'd, I'd much rather listen to this any day over a different progressive style like that's tight, say like Dream Theater. Which is interesting because I, you know, I feel like 
Um, I mean, I, I've never like actually seen any videos. I, I don't really follow this this um, person on on YouTube, where I know she's very popular. Um, I'll watch some after this. But uh, I'm sure that you know we're, that her te- I mean, obviously her technique sounds very very clean and um, and I, I feel like when she performs live it's to her it's probably very um uh, like the muscle memory it's it's very tight to her but like um it just it comes it comes off as sounding like loose and and free which is pretty cool Um, and i feel like oh sorry go ahead well i was like i feel like good math rock should really be that way like absolutely um shouldn't be tight yeah. I feel like if yeah, if Math Rock did feel very tight, it would feel very sterile and boring. Uh, I was gonna say her style reminds me of like a mix between like Khaki King and Guthrie Govan, which are two remarkably different guitarists. But, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. Evan, what are your feelings on Math Rock in general? Math Rock in general? In, in, in general? In, uh, <laughs> in general, Sherman. General Sherman. Um, That's a call forward. We're we're that meta. (laughs) My thoughts on Math Rock. Your thoughts on Math Rock. Math Rock. Third of his name. (laughs) Math Rock. (laughs) Own William (laughs) Onerson. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. William Um, Onerson. Oh, that was good. Third of his name. Third of his name. Uh, Baron of Methrock. <laughs> Baron of Methrock, William Onerson, third of his name, William James Tiberius Onerson. <laughs> Tiberius. Oh, That's fuck funny. me. Um, I, wow, that was funny. I, I dig Methrock. Um, God, I, I don't know, you know, I. Uh, Would you stop doing that? Oh, am I making noise? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, me and Mathrock, it's, I mean, it's not like, um, it's not a world I've ever, like, really dipped that far into, and so I, I'm not incredibly knowledgeable about a yeah, lot of bands. I'm not either. Um, and, and I think, historically, I've probably listened more to the, um, indulged myself in the uh, math or like the metal side of it so like the Dillinger right and like you know Converge somewhat I guess um I would definitely say Converge is in like their math territory and then what's it um, uh the number 12 looks like you or whatever sure um um ooh um the fall of Troy that was the other thing the one I was going to think of yeah yeah. I love the Fall of Troy. Which is interesting because yeah, like I've always thought of them as just like straight post hardcore, but they yeah, they definitely do like yeah. in retrospect, like it's very mathy and it's like kinda cool because like they trace the origin of that uh, that a very specific sound where emo like met with um post hardcore and math rock. Yes. That Midwest emo sound, or whatever you will. I remember when a friend of mine, I had shown him uh, our music, Oppressed, for the first time. He's like, This reminds me a lot of The Fall of Troy. And I fucking hate 
I despise when I show somebody anything I've done and they're like, do you know what this reminds me of? I'm like, whatever you're about to say, shut it down. I don't want to hear it. But that did make me happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's flattering. Yes. That's yes, for flattering. sure. Comment. thought now seemed like a good time to let the music breathe since we've had a really bad habit of not doing that. Mm -hmm. I think this is our only instrumental pick of the day too, oddly. Which is something I typically try to veer away from, but at the same time, like, if the music is good enough as an instrumental, um... There's, then there's no reason to not include it simply because it's instrumental. I think vocals add a lot to music, but they're also not inherently necessary. Mm, yeah. Um, and this is one of the cases where, like, it certainly does not need it. Yeah, and I'm I definitely... Um, I, I feel like yeah, I'm the kind of guy who, like, needs a vocal... Like the, the vocals to me are like probably like the hallmark of any anything any music that I really really deeply enjoy. Sure. Um, you know, but that's of course that's just my own preference. So something like this, which I really like, but it just mm, of course I could sit here and say, well, there's something missing. Well, yeah, vocals. It's just. That's, I just I don't know if I agree with that. Well, like, I mean, but, to to, to but some that's degree, what I'm saying. Sure, I'm yeah. saying like for me, like right. it's just, and it's it's not to say like oh they should add vocals and right, then it right. would be better. But no, it's just like it it's really it works really well without vocals. And obviously, it's written without vocals, right. and that's the way it's meant to be. And it's the way the artist the artist created it, and that's sure. that's what it comes down to, of course. But um, that it's just. You know, there's just that that's just keeping it from being something that I really love. Right. I feel like that's just always kind of been the case for me. It's like if something's instrumental, I can really like it, and I can even probably really love it, but I'm hard pressed to like include it among my favorite sure, things of sure, all time. Sure. Oh, I don't know. How I didn't mention this. Uh, this is my pick of the week. Um, yeah. The other two artists, do not get me wrong, are phenomenal, phenomenal artists. But this just happens to be my pick of the week. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That being said, Evan. That being said, Evan. Mm-hmm. Ready to move on to our next artist. By God, let's just do it. See you back in a mo. Alright, so we're back with um, 
the band Tricot and their album Three, the song uh, Tokyo Vampire Hotel. Uh, so this artist I found, re- reviewing their page, I found very interesting in that um, typically when you... Jesus H, this is taking forever. Uh, typically when you want to know something about the band you will look over in their little description and it'll say hey so here's some fun things about the the guitarist and this that and whatever this is actually really starting to agitate me i'm gonna try and uh there we go look at that we got her but um this is not the band's page band doesn't have a page at least that i've seen this is the record labels page as you can see top shelf records out of san diego california but if you listen if you listen real carefully you'll notice that's not english um the artists are japanese they hail from let's see because i pulled it up look at that Tricot is a Japanese all-female alt-rock band formed in Kyoto, Japan. Go figure. Um, it does kind of disturb me that I had to like actually go to the record label's page to find out anything about the band. But um, I guess it is what it is. Music's sick, though. The music is great. I love the music. I love the music. The music is great. The music. I love it. You know, I, I, um, it's, it's something I deliberately, oh my god, sorry. Yeah, stop with that. Deliberately have to think, um, I mean, it's like always, you know, front of, front of my mind, Jesus Christ, I'm tripping over my words so bad. It's, um, always in the front of my mind whenever we, like, review a, Japanese band I I try not to like fetishize their Japanese ness um, Japanese culture is which so I, fucking I, fascinating I, yeah I'm, I'm extremely yeah. fascinated with Japanese culture and I, and I love the Japanese and I think they're they're the Japanese are to thank the great Japanese. I love the Japanese. They are to thank for an incredible amount of, of beautiful art and amazing contributions to to the arts. Um, but there are like parts of me that feel like I don't want to like I don't want to review them in such a way that makes it sound like I'm um, well fetishizing their otherness or, or however you will. Um, which I mean, I probably don't come off that way. I'd hope I don't, but uh, I guess maybe that whole disclaimer was just a preface for um, just oh, again me getting this. real, real nerdy, real nerdy with how. Um, come on, you! Like the, how much I like that sound. What the hell is happening? Uh, just taking a break. Just taking a little break. Uh, hold on. I'm going to reload this. We're going to come right back. Boy, don't you just love when things don't work the way they're supposed to? <laughs> All right, so track two, uh, Wabi Sabi, the titular Wabi Sabi. No, that's not right. Wait a minute. 
the Wabi Sabi by Tricot. So I was getting really frustrated there. There was a there was a good like five minutes of trying to fucks around with getting things to work. But hey, we're back. Hi. Hi. Still you still hanging in there, buddy? Mm-hmm. Jaw doesn't hurt too much. Vicodin's not putting me to sleep yet. I wonder how many people are going to think like it's actually serious. I'm like, no, Evan actually had wisdom teeth put in. <laughs> I hope before that moment there is at least one person. Yeah, I haven't had him removed yet, so. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I had mine taken out fucking uh, nine years ago. Nine years ago. Which is funny because uh, speaking of nine years ago, uh, very specific something that happened nine years ago kind of came to a head last night and uh, I don't want to talk about it on the podcast but I do want to talk about it when it's over yes it's interesting hmm. you you shall see it'll be an interesting thing um hmm. I'm at a loss for words my brain is like shit pudding right now. I'm gonna let the music speak for itself while I uh, regather my thoughts. Maybe put some eye drops in. Yeah, so you're speaking about fetishizing the Japanese. Uh, I think any reasonable person um, could look at at you and you know everything that you've demonstrated and say, obviously that's what he does. <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Mm. Um, I might be going to Japan. That'd be a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Thinking about going this year. If anybody is in Japan. And they think, you know, that uh, that big ogre-ish looking motherfucker would be cool to hang out with him. I like his opinions on some genres of music. Uh, hit me up, Scooter. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about going in, uh, in mid-summer if I go. Um, but let me know if there's any cool shit to do in Japan, because uh, I've never been to Japan. I don't know anything about Japan. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. My big thing is like, um, it's just, I I want to experience such a a different part of the world. You know what I mean? Because like, there's there's so many things that are similar between like Western and Eastern cultures for sure, but. Um, I don't know. I just want to experience something genuinely new. I'm sick of like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna go to a different country for a little while. It's like, all right, cool. Where are you going? Canada. And Canada's cool. Don't get me wrong. I love Canada, in fact. But it's just way too similar. Well, yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, 
in the Pacific Northwest here, people are greater Cascadia as people are as from, and I guess for that matter, like anyone who any person who lives in the United States on the very northern part. So if I mean, if you live in on the East Coast too, I mean, like up in New England or up in yeah, New York. Um, I think New well, York is in New England. Well, yeah, I know. Right. But, you know, if um, uh, you know, if Canada's right there. I think Canada is as familiar to us who live so close as as France is to you know the UK or to another country in, in sure. Europe. It's just like um, it's just there. Yeah. It's just like ah uh, yeah, we're going to France this year. Mm, yeah. Hey, speaking of, I'm also going to be going to New York this year. Check it out. Yeah, I will, in fact, definitely be going to New York uh, from the 6th to the 12th, I think. So if anybody's in New York and they want to say hey, let me know. Uh, I'll be upstate for the most part, but I'll be dipping into the to NYC. <laughs> yeah. Be a cool thing. And I'm just going to stay home. Yeah, living that dad Unfortunately. life. Unfortunately. Did you read my hat? No, I would never stare at your hat without permission. <laughs> your eyes are down there, Evan. That's not kind. Eyes. Your eyes? Where are my eyes? My eyes! Where are my eyes? <laughs> I had to step away from the microphone for that one. Like Tezonde. Is on, what? I had to step away from the microphone. Like oh, yeah, there. when he breathes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, can Tay Zonde not find his eyes? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, he did lose his eyes for a couple of years. I think. Chocolate rain. Lost my eyes. Now I can see again. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Good oh. God. Uh, That's a classic meme right there. Yeah, classic. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh god damn it. Um anime is really cool. Would you like to would you like to expand on that? Well what the fuck you're talking about? I'm sitting here with my eyes closed and I'm listening to this music and it makes me feel like I'm watching like a <laughs> really really quality anime. Like the okay. intro or something. Uh-huh. Um Which one does it make you think of Evan? Hmm? Oh, um, you know, honestly, nothing in particular, just like a, just an anime, like a modern anime with like, maybe there's like some mechs in there and then maybe there's like some like teenage romance, that kind of thing. Some high school and high school, uh... Yeah. And then there's probably like a crab monster somewhere in there, kind of like uh, One Punch Man. Right. That's definitely what I thought of when you said Crab Monster. <laughs> One Punch Man is such a fucking great anime. Like, I get that that's, that's an extremely popular anime, but I still honestly feel like it's it's pretty underrated. In that, like, it's just so... It's, it's so it's so hyperbolically exaggerative of shonen anime that it kind of like became its own entire separate entity. When the hell is season two coming out? This year. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Did you ever watch Mob Psycho 100 by the same creator? No. It's good. It's real good. 
you should. It's good. It's very interesting. I have Verve, VRV, for those who don't know. If Verve wants to sponsor this podcast, by all means, by the way. We can just turn it into an anime podcast. We can ditch music entirely. Yeah, fuck, fuck music. I'm all about Dragon Ball Super. I'm all about Mondo Media. I'm all about uh, Nickelodeon Rewind, Shudder, Rooster Teeth. Uh, and all of the other channels, Crunchyroll, of course. What am I thinking? All of the other wonderful channels by the by the great people at Verve. There are also many services I like, such as um, <laughs> such as I love audiobooks. <laughs> I love I love um, I love Lumosity. I love Headspace. Headspace is a great service. What is Headspace? <laughs> what is Headspace? What is Headspace? It's like a meditation app. Okay. <laughs> so Good talk. Sponsor me. Sponsor me. Sponsor me or fight me. Sponsor me or debate me. And open also, platform. Bigfoot Java. I'm still waiting on a fucking. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was two years ago that I told Bigfoot Java. I was like, hey man. I'd love an endorsement. Uber Jobber? Uber Jobber. <laughs> I would love a mathical maca. A matcha. Matcha. Oh my god. I was crying. That was making yeah. me laugh so hard. Sponsored oh. sponsored content would be cool. Hey, that would be dope. I have no problem with selling out to things that I really like. You know, selling out is one thing, but like, just saying... Having a 30 second spot where you talk about something that you actually like and then you think that other people might like actually Woodenville like. Whiskey. It's Woodenville like Woodenville Whiskey. Woodenville Whiskey. It's real good whiskey. You've heard it here again. <laughs> you heard it here. Um, uh, when I want corn, but I want it aged in a barrel for many, many years, I go to Woodenville Whiskey. My friends at Woodenville Whiskey. I say John, because that's a generic man's name. Give me some of that old ass corn juice. <laughs> Give me the rancid corn juice. Give me that. Give me that just fermented corn dripping. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want it inside me. I want to feel it in my blood. I want to feel it in my brain and in my heart. Mm-hmm. Some someday I hope this. You know, it's funny to me that I made I made like a little uh, safe for work truncated version of the last one. Did I? I don't know if I shared this with you of the last little. Uh, inadvertent advertisement we did for Woodenville Whiskey. I posted it on Facebook and they actually saw it and liked it. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Maybe someday. That'd be cool. I like Woodenville Whiskey. Hell, I have some within arm's reach. But I'm not drinking it and I'll tell you why. Because they're not sponsoring me too. Oh. Just saying. Okay. Um, Part of me wants to say that this band reminds me of uh, Boris a little bit, but I feel like they don't really have much of a similarity, and I'm afraid that I'll only be saying that because they're they're both Japanese bands. But I think there probably are some similarities. It's just obviously Boris has a strong metal aspect. Um... I love Boris, so I just kind of wanted to spit that out there. Hey, while we're on the, as as cool as that is, 
Uh, while we're on the um, on the sponsored content bit, uh, can I just say real quick for a relaxing time, make it Suntory time. Oh my God! Yes, I love Lost in Translation so much. I just my saw favorite it movie for the first time. Oh, it's my favorite movie of all time. I know it is. Let it be known. There's no other fucking... If everything else I say in this goddamn podcast has been nonsense, which it has been, and if the rest of what I say will be nonsense... Which it will be. let the only thing that is clear be that I love Lost in Translation, and it's my favorite movie of all time, and it is. Um, sponsor me. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, sponsor real, me, though. Sofia Coppola. Yeah, for real, though. It's my favorite movie ever. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Maybe that's part, honestly part of my fetishism for, fetishism for Japanese Japan. culture. Because, of course, that movie is like a love letter to Tokyo. True. And the greater Tokyo area, I suppose. Because it does take place in several other parts. Does it? Of Japan. But it's really just oh, like... it does. You're right, you're right, you're right. And they're like vignettes. They're like short scenes, really. They're not like... Um, pretty much Tokyo is like the, the setting. Right. Um, but that's just such a beautiful movie, and I think um, I think uh, shout out to the Coppola family for their um, for generations of directorial success. Sweet dude, happy yes. for you, happy for all of you. That being said, Evan. Because Apocalypse Now just happens to be another favorite movie of mine. So, there's that. Boom. Drop the bombshell. Do you want to make out? Okay. <laughs> Alright, well, <laughs> while, we're, while we're getting all wet and sticky, let's uh, go ahead and move on to our third artist, and we'll be back in about uh, five to seven minutes, depending on how tired Evan really is. All right, people, we're back. All all clean and ready to go with our third pick of the evening. Uh, This is Invalids with their Fulfillment EP, starting things off with General Sherman. See, I told you it was a call forward earlier. Remember General Sherman? Remember General Sherman? I remember. Um... Yeah. So this is more of a um, off-the-wall example, I think, of what math rock is. Um, Which is very fun in its own way. Yes. Um, I would uh, be inclined to agree. Um, Don't fucking patronize me. Definitely the um, style style of this band is a lot more uh, a lot more emo yes. than the rest of our choices, which I I mean I like I do too I mean come on I'm a huge fan of um, 
which is funny because I was reminded while I was doing putting together this list because this is a my list. This um, is a my list. This is a my list. Shut your fucking mouth. This is my list. My list. Ass. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when I was putting this list together, uh, I was looking through several bands as I do, and um, I came across this band as I do. And uh, I was listening to it, and I thought, man, this is, this is fucking great. This would be a great inclusion for this list. And I remembered, it was a band we already covered. Holy smokes. I know, right? Fucking tripped me out. It was a band called Hail the Sun we, rec- we uh, covered in our emo episode, which I thought would be a fun talking point, because I think a lot of math rock, modern math rock at least, is very heavily rooted in uh, like emo alternative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just typically more off kilter in its um, in its style typically done in non traditional time signatures is pretty common um, well yeah I think it's a I think it's an interesting uh, an interesting genre or synthesis of genres to sort of trace because uh, uh-huh. well because um, tell me about it because uh, I almost feel like when math rock and emo met each other I feel like that was via probably the emo kids who who really um, who felt like they wanted to be a part of the emo emo culture and the emo music world but they spent a lot of time by themselves probably at home with their guitars and like lots of practicing and I know I mean I of course this uh, partly comes from personal experience because I, I used to be one hell of a noodler and you sure um, did. I could probably we prove met. it yeah oh heck yeah Okay. And so I, I feel like maybe that's a part of the how these genres met that like a lot of these people just like had were so bored and had a lot of free time and a lot of time to be sad and listen to music and and probably had lots of time to hone their techniques and so I think um, maybe that's just you know my top of top of my head um, uh, analysis of maybe how these genres met but I'm really glad they did meet because I think it's a really cool fusion yes a really necessary fusion you know one thing I'll say that I really really wrestled with with this list and I don't think you get to see too much of it uh, if you're watching the video version of this you know fucking 15 years after the podcast with our luck um so 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 many math rock bands on Bandcamp have a ton of support like a lot of them and it was very hard for me uh, to find good bands that, that just don't and I think that's awesome like as, as much as um, I try to pride myself on picking artists that have either very close to no support or you know a little just just a little um that was very very difficult in this list um to actually make a a fulfilling list out of and i'm very glad for that in that that shows that 
math rock is becoming a prevailing genre. And that's great to me, because if you would have told me that five years ago, like, you know, someday math rock is going to be very popular and people are going to be really into it. Like, no, it's not. You're full of shit. It'll be one of those things that just, it'll have a cult following, but it'll never really start getting out of that. And uh, really makes me happy. It does my soul good to see that that idea is being challenged. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that I would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Mm. Another thing I find that's kind of cool or maybe interesting to think about when I listen to this kind of music is it's obviously very technical and lots of uh, changes, like key changes, chord changes, time signature changes, mm-hmm. and lots of interesting techniques going on. Clothes changes. Clothes changes. That Scenery kind of changes. Sissus. And, um. Sissus. But I guess, um. I, uh. I have to wonder, like how much like music theory and classical training is actually like a part of this technique because I know I again from my own experience I I know the basic music theory I don't know sheet music I'm not classically trained at all and I I can hold my own sheet music I can hold dork yeah I'm just kidding well I can hold my own in this in this genre I think I think I can I, of course, used to be a lot better than I am now. I'm a little rusty at that kind of thing because I kind of do something a lot different, as you may know since you heard my song the other day. Um, I, have a, I, have, I have two points I want to make off of that when you're done. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I wonder, yeah, like a band like this, like I wonder if, if you'd talk to the guitarists and they would be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm classically trained and these, these, uh, these parts were very... Uh, meticulously crafted or if it was just like noodling just like oh I was just hitting the guitar and I just did what sounded good because that's where I'm at that's that's kind of like where I always came from it's just like oh just tap there oh no that doesn't sound good what about there oh yeah that sounds good that's kind of a, a thing I think about too when I hear this yeah interesting and that's that's another fun like back and forth that you and by the way this isn't one of the two things I was thinking of but you and I are, are so radically different in the way that we approach writing something because like more often than not when i when i hear something in my head and i think about writing it i'll think of like um an arpeggio or a chord progression and try and think like what would that sound like you know knowing the notes in my mind and trying to put them together and be like, well i think that would sound like this and then i'll come and and finger those notes out and if it didn't sound exactly like i thought it would then i'll fine tune it Mm-hmm. And try and get it to exactly what it does sound like in my head. Um, and sometimes I'll do that, and it's just fucking nonsense. But while I'm fucking around, I make something that I really like. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of closer to what you're talking about when you're just kind of like goofing around. You're like, oh, well, that's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like really uncommon for me, at least now. Um, it didn't used to be, but now, yeah, now it's more like very, very meticulous. Yeah. For me, personally. 
personally, yeah. but I don't I don't make this type of music. Not that I don't deeply enjoy it, but I don't make it. Uh, Evan had considered a while ago making a YouTube series where he would uh, pretty much just noodle around on a guitar for a fair period of time. I still think about of, that, yeah. Still yeah, you remember what we, we had talked about calling it? Uh, hours of Arrhythmia. Hours of Arrhythmia, hours yeah. I think that would be cool as shit. I still, yeah, I've still thought think about, about doing that, a that lot. myself. I would, I would love to do that. I think you should. You can um, come here and film it here. Yeah, well, that would yeah, be great. Um, yeah, dude, do it. And everybody see everybody that, peer pressure and guilt shame Evan into doing this thing that I really want to see him do. And that mainly, like, I think Twitter. I think that idea mainly comes from my love for like free improvisational music. Fuck that too. Um, sure. Yeah. And so I like the idea of just like fuck. And comma, this this by too. the way would be like yeah like a live stream like even Twitch. Shit even, yeah, do that. I would I'd do the Twitch and just like. Whatever comes out is just whatever comes out. You, and know you I, can't have your dick out on Twitch, right? <laughs> uh, like, there, like you try to pull it out, but like, yeah, you get swatted. You get swatted. <laughs> there's, there's not an episode that we do of this show where Evan's penis isn't out and he's not fully erect. <laughs> that's why he's so tired today. Yeah, that's right. It took a long time for us to get tired or to get going. <laughs> it took a long time for us to get tired. It took a long time for us to get going. <laughs> oh. It's pretty oh. impressive. He's actually balancing a short stack of books on it. Uh, speaking oh, of Evan, shit. though, Evan, mm-hmm. um, your album released today, buddy. Congrats. I'd love to say that we'd celebrate, but we kind of already did. Kind of already did. I already did. My album came out, yes. My album came out. I'm excited about it. I'm, yeah, a little nervous. Um, I think it's. Um, I don't think it's perfect by any means, but it's. It it's. Uh, it's low fire. It's low fire, man, and it's out there, and it's. It is what it is. It's my first album, and um, I'm looking towards the next one. And I can't wait to get started on it. So that's how it is. Word. That's sick, man. We're going to include a link, of course, in the description so you people can check it out. Um, it's fucking sick, man. My only regret about that album is that uh, I didn't do very much on it. I wish I would have had a hand in the production or something, but hey, that's cool. Not not to say that, to say, like, I, I could have done it better, or it would have been better if I had something to do with it. That's not what I mean. But, uh... You know, I would have been involved. That would have been cool. But that's okay. That is okay. Well, I think your horn cameo is stellar. Thanks, bro. So appreciate that. There's that. And I think, um, I think, I my, think a my, lot. My saxophone part in uh, in that song is uh, at par with uh, Careless Whisper <laughs> in in both tone at, classicness at par or birdie at par or birdie it is superior I am um, a lyrical miracle unlike George Michael 
The spiritual lyrical individual. <laughs> no, that song's fucking great though. I mean, careless whisper, not your trash. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. They're all good. Everything is good. <laughs> Stop fucking yawning. You're oh, making me tired. It's cool. Really taking its time. Yeah. But this is a nice part to be quiet too. I like this. That was a great way to end that song, I think. And speaking of things that are ending, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna end this podcast. What do you think, Evan? Um, man, yeah, I think so. I think we've had a lot of fun today. I think we've all learned a thing or two, maybe about each other, maybe not. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad I could. Uh, fuck. Oh. Glad you could fuck. I'm glad I could. Um, glad you could too, buddy. Glad I could uh, drag drag myself along through this journey with my ass intact. What? What? I don't know. Just stop Forget saying shit it. like that. I can only laugh so hard <laughs> before it becomes a problem. I'm sorry, English is not <laughs> my, my throat first language. actually my throat genuinely hurts from trying not to laugh at that. Oh. Well, good night, people. Good day. Uh, good morrow. Um, all of those things. Try not to smoke meth, please, if you can help it. Don't drink and drive. You know, all of those fun things that I always say. Evan, do you have anything you'd like to say to beautiful people? You guys are awesome. You guys are cool. Because you listen to our, our podcast, and that's awesome. Well, Evan has a gun, so I'm going to go. <laughs> um, <it>. Hi! <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs>